Good morning, and good morning to all of you, and we are welcoming you to the Prairie Doc Radio Program. Dr. Rick Holm, our medical expert, is in the studio, ready to answer your questions. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Stanford School of Medicine. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Joan. And Rick and I are both happy to <laughs> welcome back Dr. Deborah Johnston, who is a family medicine physician with the Avira Medical Group Brookings. You're becoming a regular, and oh, we're so happy we about that. Oh, love it. And I do, too. Thank you guys for having me. Well, it's nice to have a, a, a little conversation with a... A, a, uh, a physician who has noodles upstairs and who has <laughs> compassion in her heart. Aww. Not a, not a common com- a combination <laughs> sometimes. Here, here I was going to give you a hard time about, you know, needing to have someone that could tease you and challenge you a yeah. little bit. Oh. <laughs> and you go and say nice things. Oh. I, now I can't. Say the not. Go ahead and say <laughs> Say the truth. I'm a, a bum, you know. No, what I mean? the truth is you are wonderful and you have oh. been my inspiration <laughs> in um, when in my own teaching of students, which I don't do nearly as much as you used to do, but you have been my inspiration. So. Thank, you. Thank you. For any of you listening to rattling in the background, <laughs> i got to warn you, we just when the program began, Bob decided it was Halloween and he handed out candy to all of us. No. And fruit snacks. What did you fruit think? snacks. I'm doing an experiment. These are for kids. I had to give you a scissors to open this. What does that tell you? Yeah. <laughs> well, you gave us scissors, so we were, you know. So they're very nice. But we, they're fruit snacks. Welsh's fruit snacks. Thank you so much, Bob. <laughs> Thank you, They're Bob. good for down. you. We no. don't get to count them as our fruit for the day. No. But we no. they're can't. tasty. <laughs> well, no. it says Welch's. You could always trust Welch's, couldn't you? Well, mm. I'm, I'm sure that there was fruit involved somewhere in the manufacturing. Oh, yeah. oh I grew up in that Welch's grapefruit. Grape juice. We love Welch's grape juice. It was just the best when we were kids. Ingredients. Fruit puree of grape, peach, orange, strawberry, and raspberry. See, I trust Welch's. And sugar. Those are the three... But the first ingredient was a fruit syrup. Yeah. It was a head of sugar and a head of corn syrup. Of course, and the sugar and corn syrup probably negated anything 100% else. 100% sugar on the uh, <laughs> nutritional facts. Mm. Not even any fiber, but boy, they're tasty. <laughs> you know, I one of the things that I have um, done, I hate to admit this, my, my infectious disease person has put me on and amoxicillin every day, twice a day, for a year. Oh, and that's just got to be killing you with the antibiotics. Oh, I'm a, I'm Mr. Antibiotic, hate antibiotics. Yes. So I'm on it for a year. I, it's not my fault. I can't help it. But when <laughs> I had a abscess in my liver, it was drained, and then six months later, it was there again, and it was drained again. I said I kind of would like to find a way and not have to get it drained. And the infectious disease expert. Um, from uh, Avera uh, said to me, well, I'm afraid that this is a slow-growing, indolent kind of thing. You can't get rid of it quick. It's got to be a long-term deal. And it, But the good news is it's sensitive to penicillin. Mm-hmm. So you're That's on amoxicillin right. for a year. So before I take my amoxicillin, I take a probiotic. Now, which probiotic would a guy like to take? And so now I'm taking... You know, it's just more pills. Gosh, I hate pills. But the probiotic does settle your stomach, right? Well, it, it helps it, your stomach. It, it gives you a little growth of some kind of bug mm. that you can maybe keep your uh, your uh, intrinsic 
pro, uh, your biome. Biome. Yep. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you, Deb. You are so welcome. And so I'm exploring. I'm in the aisle at the <laughs> pharmacy looking for <laughs> their best probiotic. And oh, here's a gummy bear probiotic. <laughs> Now I find myself, instead of hating the, you know, throwing it down your throat and going, God, I have to do that. I'm, I take too many. <laughs> Gee, because they're that gummy looks bears. looks kind of good. I think I'll have a probiotic. Do, uh, do you, you remember know. Viactive? No. The Viactive was a, and it may still be available, but it was a uh, calcium and vitamin D, and I think it had vitamin K too, odd combination, but chew for bone health. So and it was chocolate oh. flavored and mocha flavored and caramel flavored and oh good stuff and, uh, yes uh, so that uh, it, it of course it didn't taste quite as good as as the real thing but it was still a very appealing option and sometimes you would end up eating too many eating too many cal- <laughs> too much calcium and vitamin D overdosing. Yes. <laughs> so well, Deb, what do you and think of probiotics? K. Do you think they're worthwhile? I, th- I think they have a role. I, I definitely do. I think that there's a lot we're still learning about the biome and the way it affects our health overall. Um, I was also just reading something recently, and it was just one of those um, summary things that came across my newsfeed um, about how individuals, of course, have their own individual biome and um, maybe we need to be looking at at kind of supporting their individual biome as opposed to trying to make everybody's biome the same. So that suggests uh, that's that very interesting, very individual. Su- suggesting that you know it, it, probiotics aren't really a one size fits all right. uh, situation. So um, that's it's a very interesting thing, and I will often recommend a probiotic for people who are getting on antibiotics. Right. Um, or I also often recommend that they just eat yogurt with live cultures, <laughs> although that is a less concentrated, not as many uh, organisms as you get in the chewies. Uh, I have heard that, um, well, I went to a medical meeting where I flipped on this one. I'd always said, if you take a probiotic, it's an active uh, culture of something growing, and it goes into your stomach, your stomach will kill it, and with acid and and so on and so forth. Well, many people are on antacid uh, mm-hmm. therapy, so it wouldn't completely kill it. But Activia was the uh, yogurt you're talking about that came out, you know, promoted by Jamie Lee Cor- Curtis. And um, I, uh, I of course, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she's just a <laughs> beautiful lady. And that's you know. why you were supporting. No, okay, go ahead. No. But anyway, <coughs> the um, the uh, the the story is that uh, I'm at this medical meeting, and I'm going to uh, these lec- grand lectures. I mean, there's a thousand people in each room. You know, it's one of these huge meetings. And uh, I bet I went to one some summary of gastroenterology for the year. Anything new for the year? And then I went to one a summary of general internal medicine for the year. And then I went to one about uh, antibiotic um, stewardship. stewardship and avoiding antibiotics and the problems arising. And in each of those three lectures, the teacher, who's, who is very eloquent every time, um, promoted the article that came out in Lancet. 
use and not Lancet's not the best journal, but not a bad, not no, a bad. No, it's journal. a it's a very a respectable British, journal. British uh, medical uh, group, and uh, and the article was about using <laughs> using probiotics, probiotics, <laughs> and that it made a difference. And they looked at the data, and they said it's not a huge study. And each one of them promoted it. Each one of them All promoted it. All three of the sessions. All three of those sessions. Two. Now I went to like eight or ten sessions, or I don't more than that. I don't remember, but three of the uh, the uh, of the meeting was promoting uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's product. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I thought to myself, "Wow, that okay? I'm start. I'm I'm going. I'm changing my mind. I've I uh, I've done that a lot in my medical experience, thinking that I really know all, and I bet I don't know how many people I said forget the probiotics. You know, your stomach kills it and it won't go through, and get to where it needs to be, which is your colon or your vagina. You know what I mean? Why are you taking a pill? Long ways <laughs> well, away. You know, when when we use them for women with uh, vaginal complaints, I'll often have them insert a tablet vaginally. Yes. So, so it's a little a little easier to do a direct administration there. There so. it is. I haven't had anybody put a probiotic up their rear end, though. I, I have not. You, I've thought you, about it. You, you think maybe <laughs> maybe that's something we can go into business with after you after you retire? We can develop uh, probiotic suppositories. Yes, it would make <laughs> sense to me. You know what? I'm going to take a break. How about you, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we've, we've got to raise the level of this conversation. We're going to take a break. We're going to return following this informative message from the Avira Medical Group Brookings. Vaping is a term for using an electronic or e-cigarette. There have recently been illness and death associated with vaping that is currently under study by the Center for Disease Control. Patients in this CDC investigation of vaping-related illnesses have reported symptoms such as cough, shortness of breath or chest pain, nausea, vomiting or diarrhea, fatigue, fever or abdominal pain. Some patients have reported that their symptoms developed over a few days, while others have reported that their symptoms developed over several weeks. A lung infection does not appear to be causing the symptoms. Anyone who uses an e-cigarette or vaping product should not buy these products off the street and should not modify or add any substances to these products that are not intended by the manufacturer. See a healthcare provider right away if you have symptoms like those reported in this outbreak. Brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're trying to raise the conversation. We have Dr. Rick Holm and Dr. Deb Johnston, who are both here, happy to be talking about probiotics. But I thought maybe I could introduce a new subject because on tomorrow night, Thursday night, on South Dakota Public Television, Dr. Holm will be on live, and he'll have two guests. The two guests are both uh, distinguished professors from South Dakota State, and they are going to be talking about ethics, literature, and the quality of life. With Dr. Holm will be yeah. Nels Granholm and Charles Woodward, two well-loved and esteemed professors oh. at the university. I think it's going to be a very interesting program. How many how many times did either one of them get Best Teacher of the Year award? I mean, multiple, multiple times. I mean, they're just wonderful uh, teachers. And I ran into them uh, when, uh, as I've got involved with the Honors College uh, at SCSU, <clears throat> which is a special deal because what they do is they have an honors dorm, 
and they 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 if you you can get into it if your grades are good enough in in high school or if you've moved your grades up good enough in college to move into the honors groups and their the programs that they provide to the honors kids uh, ask a little bit more and the quality of the education that they have you know the honors teachers you know it's, it's higher I mean it's just not to say that the other is not really good but they really push uh, intellectual uh, uh, seeking and learning and growth uh, more there and I think it's it's very interesting well these two guys appeared and I got invited to be uh, to present my book at their book club so I come to the honors book club and Chuck and Nels are there they're kind of coordinating it and I was invited to talk about my book and I so I pushed my book but then I got involved and now I've been going to all of the other book <laughs> it's not my book anymore. I, now I'm stuck in a book club with these two characters. Well, what a joy. To, I mean, when they open their mouth, gold flowers and, and butterflies and rainbows. rainbows come out. I mean, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, um, but the topic we're going to talk, one of the topics is literature, the value of literature, how it helps us in our society. Another topic is ethics and what uh, literature is about I mean, related to ethics. And ethics in medicine, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about it. Now, Joan just brought yes, sir. a d list of some things she found about ethics. That well, when you think about ethics, I go back to my early teaching with my Ursuline nuns and Dominican oh, sisters. Yeah. And you learned about the seven cardinal sins, but the seven virtues that overlap them. Yep. And it's interesting, when you brought up ethics, our homily this week from the... Uh, on Sunday at church, yes. our priest talked about the virtues and the sins. And there are seven sins, but there, you're, we all virtues. have these tendencies towards these sins as humans, but we also are endowed with the seven virtues. So they're always at battle. And his comment was, we're always at war, maybe not physical war, but in your body. You're fighting your sins are fighting your, your virtues, right. or your virtues hopefully went out. And yeah. I thought it was interesting, and then you're going to t talk about ethics. So I thought, well, that's cool. most of us are familiar that there are sins and there are virtues. So uh, list the, Joan, well, list the, the seven, sins and the, the seven virtues. sins are okay. lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, and pride. And lust can be overcome with Chastity, which is a virtue. Gluttony can be overcome with temperance. Greed can be overcome with charity. Sloth with diligence. Wrath with patience. Envy with kindness. And pride with humility. So that is what is going on and hopefully in your in your mindset throughout your life that you always let the virtues win out. <laughs> All right. Well, I love that. And I mean, it's interesting that the opposite of envy is kindness. That would be... That, that is uh, interesting to me. I don't think it's a perfect Maybe antithesis. not perfect, but yeah. But, um, you know, the, uh, the prayer I used to uh, say to our children is I'd read to them at night. Joni would take a breath and, and be downstairs. She's with them mo much more than me. But I would, I'd read and, and we'd say a prayer at night. And the prayer was, to help, dear Lord, help us to be kind and honest and respect people's choices. 
And my definition of kind is that, uh, actually these are the medical ethics that I think mm. are most important. Mm -hmm. Kindness is to enhance one's health and diminish their suffering. And honesty has to do with looking for honest science that you would base what you have on the truth that you have. And that when you deal with people, you deal with them honestly. And then respect people's choices is the big autonomy uh, ethic that we are taught in medicine about respecting a person's right to choose uh, and that we would not take away that right, that we would not, that we would give everyone an informed consent before we would force them to go to surgery or to take a pill even. And that we respect their choices not to treat something. Yes. I think that's a really important thing that I try to emphasize to my patients. You know, I can make all the recommendations, but ultimately this is your this is your game. It's this your is body. Your, your choices, and all I ask is that you consider the information, you know, es especially when I look at patients with cancer treatment. I often have people who will tell me, no, I've, if I had cancer, I wasn't going to treat it. And, you know, that is, that is a viable choice. That's a viable choice. But... I think it's really important because so many people will make that choice out of their understanding of what cancer treatment is, which is often outdated. It has changed. And misinformed. And misinformed. It has changed so much, even from when I was in medical school, which in medical terms was a long time ago now. <laughs> but the, the treatment options are so much more kind to a person's body. Yes. And Many times after the individual has the chance to sit down and visit with the oncologist and understand what their treatment options are and what they can expect from that treatment, they decide to go ahead and, yep. and do it. And, and they do it for a while, and then they can choose not to. Absolutely. I mean, um, but, you know, if I did something, you know, if, I, if a patient comes to the emergency room, here's another example of autonomy, the right to choose. They come to the emergency room, they have a hot appendix. It's clear. Right lower quadrant, rebound tenderness, fever, High white count white elevation, uh, vomiting, uh, and you know that it, that's what it is. You can do the CAT scan and, and, and prove it again. And sometimes the CAT scan is negative and you still take them to surgery, so why did you do the CAT scan? Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, uh, there was he a, doesn't like a lot a, of test There folks. was a jump there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but, uh, okay. So I say you need to have a, we need to have Dr. Surgeon come in and remove that. Uh, hot appendix. Hot appendix. Uh, in the old days, we'd set them up and they, they'd be wheeling down the aisle and they would take them to surgery without saying, can I have your permission to do this? And then the lawyer said, no, you, can, you need to inform them of the options, the um, alternatives, uh, and uh, the procedure. And then they need to say yes, because they're in control. And if you don't give them informed consent, they can call it battery and take your uh, lawsuit your butt off. Uh, and so, I mean, the truth is, uh, the lawyers brought us to learn about autonomy, and it's not a wrong 
no. thing. We learn from it. It's, a, it's from the Constitution, the right of self-direction. That's in the Constitution. I can't believe Dr. Holm just praised lawyers. God love you, Dr. Gosh. <laughs> there is time. I am sick, aren't okay, I? Okay, you must I, be ill. <laughs> We're going to take this break. Metastatic brain. Think about it, and we'll be back right after these words. Kids are back to school, and the spread of germs are in full swing. Parents, please teach your child to wash their hands often and use hand sanitizer when they can't get to the sink. Show them how to cough into their sleeve. If your child has a fever, keep them home from school, offer fluids, and encourage rest. You can reach your primary care provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're having a fun, I'm having a fun just listening to these two talk. We have Dr. Rick Holm and Dr. Deb Johnston in the studio. The program tomorrow night on South Dakota Public Television will discuss ethics in medicine and how literature might enhance your life to, uh, you know, medically literature can make a difference or arts can make a difference in your life. So I'm three quarters of the way through a, a long, big uh, book called uh, Sapiens by uh, a, a, a Jewish gentleman who, who is at the University of Jerusalem, Harari. And it's, it's uh, I don't think that I agree with, I mean, I don't agree with uh, much of what he's saying, but he talked about the beginning of Homo sapiens and how they evolved, and then some 70,000 years suddenly there was an expansion, and the expansion to the Homo sapiens that allowed them to overwhelm the Neanderthals and others uh, it was the uh, ability to convince others to unify under a common morality or a common belief or a common myth. Uh, one of the myths, uh, one of the common beliefs would be government or uh, the countries the line where the country live or money as a as a but the big convincer was religion and uh, morality you know that we don't kill and you know, on the 10 commandments and uh, and so uh, his thought is that homo sapiens really expanded and just blew up uh, because they could have more than 150 in their tribe. They could have thousands in their tribe. No, no, you're yeah. good. And um, thousands in their tribe because unified under one particular One theme, theme one theory, belief one idea. Of, of love or caring or whatever it might be. And I think that's a wonderful thing. So uh, that's, Sa Sadly, that's a we have a tendency to use that also to divide us yes. to to do an us versus them mentality now um, that's happening it is definitely happening it has happened throughout history it doesn't matter what what um, era what era you're talking about there is always in order to be an us sometimes i think we have to have a them to unite us right. against um, and literature is one of the ways that we do this right now it's internet but literature has been through the years you know, the Bible, for example, has been a book that brought us together with that the That unified theme. us, yes, but also set us against. Well, um, yeah, split us up. But I, mean, I, look at I think one of the beautiful things about literature is that it can help you understand that the other is not really so different. Yes. That, that there's fundamental 
commonalities in all of humanity. And um, I think literature can help us nurture that understanding and that. Here, um, here. Yeah. Perfect. Well, well, literature and, uh, you know, a lot of times people put down movies as being slanted mm-hmm. this way or that, but oftentimes a really fine TV program, a really fine movie can open your eyes to other views without, I don't like it when shows start getting luxury. That turns yeah. me off. But oftentimes you, your eyes can be opened simply by watching a really well-made film. Yeah. Well, that's literature. Yes. I mean, it, it's... Uh, it's another version of, of right. storytelling. It probably happened well before we had written word we had spoken word we had the spoken word and the spoken word uh was uh and theater was it in mm-hmm. fact they say i've uh, in this book sapiens and of course i i did a a thing on it uh and if, uh, the essay for the week is here on that and that is that uh, we probably started language around the campfire pantomiming the hunt showing how, you know, and then singing nonsensically uh, as you're describing the, the hunt, and then over hundreds and thousands of years, the singing nonsensical became... Words. Words. And uh, that singing came before talking. Came before talking. And, uh, the power but, of music. But it was all theater. It was all theater mm-hmm. for, for the around a campfire for uh, many, many thousands of, or millenniums, millennium. Yeah. Oh, we're getting the word. All right. We're going to get the last break in, and we'll be back right after this. Car safety is very important. The Avera Medical Group Brookings reminds you to buckle your children in the middle of the back seat when possible because it's the safest spot in the vehicle. Remember that airbags can kill young children riding in the front seat. Never place a rear-facing car seat in the front where there is an airbag. Remember to buckle your children in car seats, booster seats, or seat belts with every trip, no matter how short. And set a good example and help protect anyone in the car by always using your seatbelt. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Happy to have you listening. We're winding up. We have a few minutes left. It's Dr. Rick Holman, Dr. Deb Johnston. The floor is yours. Oh, uh, Deb asked me to make a recommendation. My favorite book of late was Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, I love that. I <laughs> oh, it's I a wonderful novel. If you've not read it, I mean, it's just, it's Do about a you know a there's woman. a really mixed feeling on that, on that book? I loved it. Others thought it was just trash. It's just funny. I've heard back and forth on that. Well, I did like, you uh, enjoyed it. If somebody says it's trash, that means they read it and they thought about it and it made them angry and it moved them. It, 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 oh. it, 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 and you won. I mean, the very best painting is not this placid, beautiful lake with a sunset. It's something that you go, oh, ah. Makes Ooh, me think. Makes me think. Crawdad think sings makes you and, think. And I'm going What's to your recom- favorite book, Dad? I'm going to recommend a book called The Hate You Give. Which is the a hate you the give. hate you give, which is a young Ooh. adult novel um, about a young woman who is kind of caught up in the aftermath of an officer-involved shooting, and it was just a, oh, a wow. really, a really powerful book. So I, I believe it's a my, very fast read. My daughter had the author up at Northern State College last year. Really? Yeah. No oh, right. That's it's fabulous. Just a fine book. It, it really is. It is, is a really, really good book. Well, there's some good books while, out while there. While we're talking about the theme of of literature as a way to look and 
into the heart of the other. Right. So, J- Joan, what is your favorite book? I can't think of one. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm just I'm really bad <laughs> at it. Have one favorite. Yeah, I I'm yeah. not good at coming up with one. Oh. I, th- there time, are there are I'd lots of wonderful it. books. There's a lot right. of wonderful books. This yeah. this is Would one I would author? recommend. Oh, oh. Hora- the author of Horatio Hornblower. You know, I read all of the Horatio sailing 1700s. Uh, now his name is escaping me. But I just thought of my favorite author, Rick Holm. Who? Oh! It's called. There's a term. Something up. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. And on that note, on that note, we have tomorrow night is going to be wonderful. Okay, Don't miss tomorrow night. Eric Holm is going to sing one of those the three minute Rollins. You're going to have our oldest son and and some unknown singer. We'll be singing and harmonizing with Okay, got it. Well, we hope all of you have enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program, and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. My thanks to Dr. Deb Johnston, a family medicine physician with the Avera Medical Group, for being with us today. It's a joy to be here. Rick, thank you, and that's all till next week. Thank you, Joan, and thank you, Deb. And thank you, Bob. And stay healthy out there, people. And exercise.